Hi friends, I'm Molly, your host for today, and thanks for joining our Relief from Darkness podcast, where we're having conversations with people who've walked out of various hard places in their lives and straight into freedom. So today we'll be hearing from Mary and her struggles with identity. Mary's a great friend of ours who has now exited out of a traumatic lifestyle and is a full-time volunteer with No Boundaries International. She's a mother of three and gives all glory to God for her healing and recovery and really just wants to offer her life back unto Jesus as an offering to help those that are still trapped in hard places. Hi friends, I'm Molly and thank you for joining us for our Relief from Darkness podcast. We're continuing our conversation on how we can truly be healed and set free and delivered from various mental health issues and distorted thought processes because we know that if we can change our brains, then you can change your life, which is super exciting. So today for this session, we're going to be hearing from Mary and her experience with identity. And identity is so crucial to who we are and affects everything. And then we'll also have with us Dr. Lori Basie. Yo, yo. She will be here for our brain dump portion of the podcast. And then we also have joining us is Charlotte. And Charlotte is a teammate and one of our very good friends. And she's here to kind of help facilitate questions. So with that, Charlotte, can you kind of give us a background on what identity even is? Yes. Hi, everybody. So identity is the fact of who or what a person or thing is. It's the distinguishing character or personality of an individual. And psychology today says identity encompasses the memories, the experience, the relationships, and values that creates one's sense of self. So ultimately, it's how we answer the deep-rooted question inherent in every human born on planet Earth. Who am I? Mm. So with that, we have Mary here. And Hi. so Mary, tell us your story and how you really processed identity. Okay. Well, thank you for having me. And um, okay, so let's see. I grew up in um, like a poor, abusive household. And so growing up, I was, you know, I always thought, you know, I was poor, I wasn't worth anything, you know, um, being abused and, and seeing, you know, verbally and physically. So I, I grew up from that. Um, and later on in my teenage years, um, I got into um, human trafficking. And um, I was, I was met pimps that lived down the street from me. And they would talk to me and try to get me to come work with them and for them. And um, so with that, at 15, I did that and I got into that and I went to the truck stop and I sold myself. And so then the physical abuse came in from that and more mental abuse. And I was, you know... And I had certain amounts of money I had to make in order to go home. So um, I always thought, you know, that that I was worthless. That you know, I was a I was a prostitute. Um, that and I was told all the time, you know, I was I was ugly, and you know, nobody else would ever want me if I left, and and all that. So yeah, so I pretty much felt felt worthless, and that you know, nobody else would want me, and then. You, you started 
believing and knowing that society didn't accept those things. So, Mm -hmm. so then, you know, you, you were like an outcast and so that's pretty much. Yeah. Wow. Thank you for sharing. Sure. So Dr. Lori, do you have any brain dumps on identity? Absolutely. And I think Mary just gave us a, a portrait of what it looks like. And so just imagine that we're just this void. And with that void, then the people that are in our surroundings were more born into this world, begin to type messages into us. And those messages then we process in our brain and it affects how we think and how we feel and how we behave. And so as she described physical abuse or emotional abuse, those things that happen to us that make us feel like we're not loved or we're not lovely and that we're based on what we could do for people are really, really destructive. And then if you then put on top of that, then the things like human trafficking, that then intimacy is a commodity and I'm disposable and and I have to earn a certain amount, then those things that were poured into her, those things that shaped her and her perception of her literally affect how she views the world and everything that she does. And so if we go back to our, our CPR model, then the connection of who she was around when she came into this world and when her brain developed and, and how it was shaped, then literally creates the neurons and the neuropathways and then the survival things that she goes to or the simplicity things that she goes to, the messages that she believes that then in return affect her routine. But I've got a feeling that's not the end of the story. And as we all know, there is neuroplasticity. So let's see what happens. So Mary, we know you sitting here today, you are not walking in the identity that you used to walk in. You are walking in the truth of who God made you to be. How did you process and and come to the truth? How did Jesus lead you into identity? Okay. Um... Yes. So after 15 years, a 15 year pattern of, of that, of being involved in that, that lifestyle and with several different people in that lifestyle and all that being built up, um, I became after that, after throughout all that, I became addicted to drugs. So on top of that, I was a drug addict and all those things. And so I ended up getting extradited to Georgia for a warrant that I had. And I got, um, I heard about a program that was um, a program that helped get women out of commercial sexual exploitation. And so I wrote them a letter. And I told them that I was interested in their program because they didn't have anything like that where I was from back home. And so I wrote them a letter and a volunteer came to meet me and she would come see me every week. And we would talk about Jesus and we would talk about, you know, about Jesus and what he did, how, you know, how loved I am. And, you know, this is not the life that that he wanted me to have. And so I would I would go back to my cell after talking to her and I would pray and I would just read my word, read my Bible that I had there in, in jail. And then 
Um, this went on for months, and I built a relationship with her. And then she worked with my attorney and got me mandated to that program. So when you go to that program, you're there, and you have a caseworker that figures out um, a program for you to go to that best suits you. And so I got sent to that program, which is nicknamed Bible Boot Camp. So um, <laughs> it's very intense. Yeah. And so growing up, I didn't know Jesus. I didn't know about him, really, other than he was just some guy that died on a cross. That was pretty much it. So, um, but at this program, like, you go to church twice a day. Um, you know, you have an hour of worship before this, before service, and you go to classes and you just learn about Jesus and about God and about, you know, everything that you should know about, you know, the, your, your addiction and what, who you were, who you were made to be, not who you are right now, you know, who you are in Christ. And so that's when I started learning out, figuring out who I am in Christ. And that's when I started learning, learning who I am in Christ. But really he came and met me there and just wrapped his arms around me. And I felt love like I had never felt in my life. And I, I just knew, knew that this was real because I could feel it. Like I had never, I had been told I was loved and, and that, but there's a complete difference when you feel it, when it's actually something that you can feel inside of your body, inside of your spirit, just inside of you, you just know it's true because you just feel it. And so that's what happened to me. And so then I started, you know, as I'm reading my word and, and praying and reading my word more, I, I started figuring out that, you know, I'm loved, I'm I'm set free, I'm redeemed, I'm saved by the blood of Christ. You know, this is not what he wants for my life. This is this is not what I was created for. You know, I'm called, I'm a daughter of the one true king that, you know, I'm not I'm not any of those things that I thought I was. So so through that I started figuring out who I really was. <laughs> and that's that's who I was. So yeah, that's beautiful. I think the world is really quick to try to tell us who to be or what to be. And as we get into that, then we're operating out of that. Like when, as Dr. Lori was saying, when that's what we know or when things have been inputted into our computer database, then we start functioning with who we think we are by the world's standards. So what he's brought you out of is incredible. And to give you that new narrative of daughter of the king and fully redeemed and fully forgiven and fully his, that changes, that changes everything. Absolutely. So Dr. Lori, what's happening, what's happening in her brain as she's relearning these things? She's actually connecting where she's supposed to be connected. And so I love in the word, in the Bible, it talks about that God has put eternity in the hearts of all men. And it's actually more normal and more natural for us to be connected with our creator than anything else. But the God of this world, little G, has blinded the eyes of the unbeliever. And so in our experiences, we may have a head knowledge that maybe there was this guy and maybe he died on the cross, but that's really all she knew. And in the middle of this, then in searching for 
who she is, it's critical that she goes back to the one who created her. And he's actually the one that created the neural pathways in the brain. He's the one that designed her to be connected with him and to experience him. And as she went back to whose she was, she didn't just add Jesus to her from a head knowledge basis with the with the top functioning parts of her brain. And uh, the, the devil knows uh, the the head knowledge of Jesus, but she literally experienced him in every part of her being and in, in her sensations, in her limbic system, in, in that. And so it's, it's far, a far different cry than cultural Christianity. It was actually radical transformation. And then once she's pressed reset and she has then that same power that raised Christ from the dead lives inside of her, then she begins a process of mind renewal. And so she talked about her Bible boot camp. So now that Jesus lives inside of her, that she's experienced him not only from a head knowledge, but from a limbic system level with her experiences and her feelings, then she's going to start to actually change and reshape her brain by replacing the lies that she wasn't significant or that she wasn't worthy with what the creator of the universe actually says, that she is fearfully and wonderfully made, that she's a daughter of the Most High King. And then that's going to become more of a reality, and that's going to become more real than the old things. And as she continues to walk in that, and as she starves old neuropathways, and she feeds new neuropathways, then that's going to be more real and more evident and more true than the false thing that the world or the enemy would try to put on her. And so it's actually a beautiful process of mind renewal. And it doesn't matter what it is, or how bad it was, or the level or the extent, or she even mentioned 15 years. I love the saying that Reinhard Bonnke has said, a great evangelist who's gone before us, that it doesn't matter how high the wall is if you have wings. So it doesn't matter how much we've been abused. It doesn't matter what's been done to us or what we've done to others, because Jesus actually went before us. He bore all of that for us so that then we can go to him. And as we abide in him, then he starts to create new neural pathways and brings us back to our original design with whose we are. And then we'll know who we are, which is identity. And then we'll know what we're called to do. And so what I love about your story, too, is that it initiated really in the beginning when you got to Georgia there's the Holy Spirit must have placed on your heart, and God says that He puts eternity in the heart of every man. And so there was something inside of you that knew that what you were believing about yourself and how you were living was not the fullness of your destiny. So you wrote that letter. So you took that step to write the letter, and it's from the letter that the Lord embraced you in love. And it just it was kind of an encompassing, never-ending love as you walk through boot camp and you walk through your part. And so in this final segment. You know, we just kind of have this question with everyone, but how do you how do you maintain? What is a strategy or a verse? Um, what what is one way that you maintain this lifestyle of freedom and identity in Christ? Oh well, my my main my main thing that helps me to maintain it would be praise, worship, praise, and worship. Like that is where I met Him. Mm-hmm. 
And that is the thing that keeps me, keeps me focused and keeps me where I know. I'm constantly reminded through praise and worship, mm-hmm. um, you know, who I am. And I can send it back up my praise to him and thank him for everything he's done and brought me out of. So it's like we're going back and forth, mm-hmm. him yeah. and I. It's like, yes. it's like, it's like a, it's like actually being able to have, have a, like me and you are sitting here having a conversation. Yes. It's like the way him and I go back and forth with each other exactly that's the way that we connect in truth too with worship Mm -hmm. yeah that's beautiful yeah so with that mary if there's someone out there right now who's struggling with identity and if that's such an attack right now on the enemy of if he can get us to not believe that we're children of god and that we're heirs and that we rule and reign in the kingdom of heaven then he can take us out. So if there's someone who's listening right now who's struggling with just this big question of who am I and what does that mean, what would you tell them? Oh, well, definitely I would just, you know, tell them that that you are loved, you know, that, that, that who you think you are is not who you are. And I would definitely 100% say, you know, cry out, Jesus, just come meet me wherever I am. Come, come show me who I am, you know. Um, show me what you created me to be because I just want I just want to be what it is that you want me to be. So I would definitely say just cry out, cry out to Jesus, Jesus, please just come, come into my life, come into my heart. And I feel like that alone is just going to to get you where you need to be because then you're going to figure out who you are. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So Dr. Lori, do you have one takeaway for the listeners? Absolutely. So I think she said it so well in what I would summarize that as surrender. And so for sick and tired of being sick and tired and wondering and and looking at ourselves and all the horror and the heartache, it's so much more beautiful if we just gaze upon him and just go to him. And even if we don't know who he is or or what he even looks like or or his nature, then just in surrender, then doing whatever we can to connect with him. And in, in that CPR, I think about, and Molly actually, listeners, this is kind of funny. Molly's got this plant and Molly's been talking to this plant. And so Molly does whatever she can in this goofy little, what's the plant's name? Petunia. Yes, the pansy. Petunia the pansy. And so Molly has kept this thing alive somehow. And so she talks to it. She waters it. Mm-hmm. She nurtures it. She connects with it. And so think about that with ourselves. If we're not sure who we are, if we've experienced hard things in the past, which we all have, if we've partnered with not God our Father, but the Father of lies, and we don't know who we are, what about if we would connect with others who will pour into us like what Molly is doing with Petunia the pansy <laughs> and that we will be watered and we will grow and we will be nurtured and we won't allow anything to come into our brain that could be detrimental. So she's, she's not going to go feed Petunia, the pansy, hopefully cope. Correct. And so, so in the midst of that, then what would it look like then if we understand our brain and we could starve old neuropathways and feed new neuro- neuropathways, then what would it look like in our routine if we would just modify our environment with those that we're connected to, what we listen to, like what Mary said with praise and worship music, if we wash our brains with the word of God, if we close our eyes and imagine what that's like and what that looks like and what that feels like, and what if we press into him, we'll literally see ourselves transformed. Yes. And then, Char, do you have anything 
on your heart that you're just burning with, with identity that you'd like to share? I think it just takes walking out, walking it out. Sometimes, you know, people tell you, but it's not until you, until you just start to follow, like truly decide, truly choose to follow Jesus and obedience and to, and to begin to just really listen to his voice over any voices in your head, over any other voices around you in any other community or job or family and really tune into Jesus's voice and just take one step at a time as he leads you gently into identity. He is faithful and he is truth. And he's the one really, he's the one that gets to, when he's the one that gets to introduce us to us, I mean, that's when you find truth. When he's the one saying, actually, hold on, I'm going to tell you who you are and I'm going to introduce you to you on his terms. Yes. And that changes the game. And we know if we can wrap ourselves in his identity and who he's called us to be, we certainly will change our brains. And if we can change our brains, we can change our life. So thank you guys for having us. It's been so much fun. Thank you, Mary, for being here. And thank you for sharing. So until next time, goodbye. Thank you guys so much for listening to our Relief from Darkness podcast. If you would like more information or are looking for more resources to help overcome the topics we've discussed here, please visit the No Boundaries International website at www.ndint.org, where we have a free e-course titled Journey of Restoration. And be sure to please leave us any comments or reviews as this will help get our content out to more listeners. We're praying for you guys and we will see you next time.